everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's that special time to say a big hello and thank you to our newest premium members. First of all, I'd like to give a shout out to Aria and Elliot from Pennsylvania. A big hello to Taylor and her little sister Georgie from Wisconsin, and Tabitha Davis from Dublin in Ireland. Hey everyone! And here is today's story request. Hi Lucy, my son's name is Gavin, and we live in Ontario, Canada. He's really into dinosaurs and space. Could he please have a story about a fossil hunt on the moon? And if he could bring along his sister Tenley and his dog Stella, that would be great. Canada is famous for its dinosaurs, but not, sadly, the part where Gavin lived. He came from Ottawa in Ontario, and there were no dino fossils near him. All the rocks there were much older, and although he might possibly find a fossil of a really ancient creature, there just weren't any of what he really wanted to find. But that didn't stop Gavin from wanting to find a dinosaur fossil. He was just going to have to look someplace else. So over the course of a few days, he got busy. He borrowed bits of wood, collected some items that were going for recycling, dug out an old iPad from a bottom drawer, and got to work putting it all together. His sister, Tenley, and their dog, Stella, were fascinated by what he was building. What are you making, Gavin? asked Tenley. Is it a time machine? No, laughed Gavin. I'm not that clever. Then what is it? Tenley wondered as Stella sniffed around a large cardboard box that was acting as the main body of what he was creating. It's a spaceship, stated Gavin plainly, for going into space. Wow, said Tenley, very much impressed. And you've built it all by yourself? That's amazing. Well, it's not been easy, admitted Gavin as he checked his sore fingers. But I think it's just about ready. Do you want to come? And Stella too? Asked Tenley in excitement. Okay, but she's got to sit still. There's not much room in there, said Gavin with a smile. He packed away his two most important tools, a pair of scissors and some duct tape, and opened the flap so that they could climb in. Once settled, he fired up the iPad, opened a space pilot app he'd downloaded, and they were off. <gasps> we're flying! We're really flying! Laughed Tenley as they sailed over the neighborhood. I know, isn't it great? Grinned a delighted Gavin. He steered the spaceship upwards, so they began a steep climb through the atmosphere until eventually they entered the blackness of space. Tenley looked through the plastic window. Where are we going? She asked, her voice filled with awe. Over there, pointed Gavin towards an object that was appearing around the edge of the earth. The moon, Stella barked in approval. She liked the moon. But why, asked Tenley, is there something there? I hope so, said Gavin, 
as he flew the spaceship closer. I'm going to look for dinosaur fossils. I want to be the first human to discover a dinosaur bone on the moon. You'll be famous, gasped Henley. Gavin shrugged. Well, only if there are dinosaur bones to find, but we'll see. Now sit tight because we're coming in to land. The surface of the moon was a rocky covering of gray with deep, dark shadows. Gavin settled the spaceship down in a shallow crater, then opened a compartment in front of him and pulled out a spacesuit he'd made from an overall and a giant plastic bottle from a water cooler. What about me? asked Henley. Don't worry, said Gavin. I've got a spare and enough parts to make something for Stella. It was a squeeze at first, but eventually they were all suited up and standing on the surface of the moon. Gavin was holding a rock hammer, and he'd given Tenley a small shovel. They wasted no time in getting to work, digging holes and searching the surface of the crater. Any luck? asked Tenley after they'd been digging for some time. No, nothing, said Gavin sadly. Even Stella had found nothing, and Stella, being a dog, was an expert at digging holes. I guess the moon is just like back home. No dinosaur bones. The three of them sat on a broad rock and gazed back towards the earth. Well, at least we tried, said Tenley. Yeah, sighed Gavin. But it would have been nice to find something. Um, excuse me, shouted a voice from behind them. Can I help you? Surprised, the three of them turned to see an enormous shape in a high-tech spacesuit stood on the edge of the crater. An alien, hissed Tenley quietly. Um, hi, said Gavin to the alien. We were, uh, just looking for dinosaurs. Oh, really? asked the surprised alien. Oh, how funny. Say, you're all looking terribly sad and dusty sat there. Why don't you come with me? Gavin and Tenley looked at each other and shrugged. They may as well. After all, there weren't any dinosaur fossils to find. So they crossed the crater and joined the alien. Up close, they could see that the alien had a very long neck and tail. It peered down from up high and said, This way, it's not far. The alien led them across the gray landscape and between a narrow passage of tall, towering rocks. The passage created a twisting corridor that hid what was up ahead, and when they eventually were able to see what the alien was leading them to, they couldn't help but gasp. Before them was an enormously wide and deep crater, but it was unlike anything they'd seen on the moon so far. Instead of gray rock and dust, this crater was full of lush green trees and plants and covered by a vast glass dome. This is amazing, said Gavin. I had no idea this was on the moon. The alien laughed and led them up an airlock. This way, then we can hang up those dusty spacesuits. It was so nice to breathe fresh air again, but the children were soon distracted by what the alien really looked like beneath its spacesuit. Because it wasn't an alien at all. <gasps> You're a dinosaur, said Gavin, his mouth gaping open. Brachiosaurus! <laughs> well, you did say you were looking for them, chuckled the long-necked dino. But I was expecting fossils, said Gavin. 
fossils? Repeated the Brachiosaurus. Oh, not here. We're all very much alive. Come and see. The Brachiosaurus led them through the other airlock door and out into the warm, jungle-filled dome on the other side. It was an astounding sight. Amongst the tall trees were homes with thatched or stone-tile roofs, and everywhere there were dinosaurs. Good afternoon, said a passing Corythosaurus. Hello, mammals, said a Triceratops, who was tending her garden. Look, mummy visitors, shouted an excited T-Rex child as it ran into its house. The Brachiosaurus led them into a tall house with tall doors and invited them to take a seat around a wooden table. I don't believe it, muttered Gavin. How did all of you dinosaurs end up here? The Brachiosaurus smiled as it prepared some drinks and snacks. Well, it happened so long ago, said the dinosaur, but we all get taught about it at school. You see, long ago, back on Earth, we learned of a giant asteroid that was going to hit the planet. The cleverest of the dinosaurs got together and feared that when the asteroid struck Earth, it would wipe us all out. We needed an escape plan. Oh, wow, said Tenley. You escaped to the moon? That's right, said the Brachiosaurus. We hurriedly built several spaceships and rescued as many of our fellow dinosaurs as we could. And you've been living here ever since? said Gavin in amazement. Well, our scientists have been watching you mammals grow through our telescopes. You've done so well to build your own spaceships, said the dinosaur. But what about the astronauts that flew to the moon? How come they didn't find you? asked Gavin. Well, they landed too far away, laughed the Brachiosaurus. But you didn't. Wow, we're really going to be famous, squealed Tenley. We've discovered real-life dinosaurs on the moon. Well, about that, said the Brachiosaurus. We'd really prefer it if you didn't go shouting about it back on Earth. We live a very quiet, peaceful life up here, and we don't really want to spoil that. Not just yet. Oh, I see, said Tenley, disappointed. I guess that's fair enough, agreed Gavin. But it's still awesome to be here. Yes, well, about that too, the Brachiosaurus added as several more dinosaurs arrived. There were lots of smiles and handshakes and even a couple of selfies taken. An Ankylosaurus had sat down next to Gavin and began to speak. We've got a proposal for you, she said as she made a fuss of Stella. It's been a long time since we dinosaurs left Earth, and, well, we've been thinking recently that it's about time we went home, and we'd like your help. Oh, we'd love to, answered Gavin quickly. Oh, perfect, said the Ankylosaurus with a smile. I'd hoped you'd say that. You see, before we do so, we'd like to learn more about humans. And we'd like you to learn more about us, added the Brachiosaurus. So while we do that, we'd like to keep our existence secret, continued the Ankylosaurus. But can we still visit? added Gavin. Oh, exactly, said the Brachiosaurus, as often as you'd like. Gavin and Tenley couldn't believe their ears. It all sounded so perfect. 
back on Earth in Canada, Gavin and Tenley's neighbors and friends are always asking what they're up to or wondering where they've gone. Looking for dinosaurs is always the reply, to which many local people just smile and shake their heads, thinking their search is hopeless. They're all quite sure there are no dinosaurs to find. But little do they know that Gavin and Tenley have already found them. And one day soon, the pair of them will help to reintroduce them to the world. Now, what an awesome day that is going to be. Don't you agree? The end. <laughs>